here in the daily huddle it's, uh, it feels very comfortable <laughs> I, i'm either that or people are just going to get really tired of me <laughs> uh, we've been doing it for three years man they keep coming back. So, um, and i get, got a, i got a special guest this morning my man patrick look oh. at him What's hi up, everybody patrick? on the huddle hi patrick tell me something good tell him something good what are you gonna tell him yeah tell him you were in your show the other day tell him i went to show I think you you won best actor. I heard you did best actor. <laughs> All right. Go eat your van. Thank you, buddy. He just wanted to say hello. Oh, he's the best. I'm, I, that makes my day. Thank you for doing that. Um, anything exciting happened yesterday? I can't remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Did something happen that I can't remember? No, no, I'm just... Oh. Uh, no, actually, you know, I'm in um, I'm in a thing where I'm doing with all employees. So we just did our employee survey recently. And so, um, and it scored pretty well. I think the average was like a 4.2 or 4.3 out of 5 overall. Um, but I'm meeting one-on-one -on -one with every single employee to go over their survey results and go deeper. And, you know, if you scored this a 3, how do we get to a 4? Do you have any ideas, right? That, those kinds of things. So, uh, and I've been really enjoying it. it, it I love my one-on-ones. It gets me a chance to really understand people and what's important to them. I, I think that's sensational, you know, leadership that digs deep, deep into the organization and, and then looks it in the face, you know, awesome job. I have a wonderful story of, of persistence. Um, I've been talking to um, this gentleman for over four years stayed in touch the timing wasn't right because the organization wasn't ready for somebody like or a company like ours and now they are so uh and he was he said i Josue leon is just a great guy great family man a man of faith and he said steve i've never seen anybody like you you're the best at it so really made me feel good because i touched him every couple of months legitimately just saying, Hey, what's going on? Never a sales pitch. So yesterday was unexpected. He's, you know, nice. I reached out. He said, Hey, I'm coming down. Let's have lunch. I went to the new Moxie's. Oh yeah. I've heard of it, but I haven't been there. Very, Good. very, very cool. Uh, was built by RCC by Robin and her team. So great, great stuff. Um, and then last night I, I had dinner with Jerry Latrento. We, we try and do this once a month and his quote to me in text was unbelievable. He goes, I'm exhausted from the workout because it's a professional stretch for me. Like I was working it for him. That's my job. And it was such a great way to put what I do. Like you're working out with Jake and he's putting you through physical stuff. I was putting him through those mental paces and it was great. We did it over a steak and, and a bottle of wine. It was great. So thank you, Jerry, for your friendship and your support. Just awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome, awesome stuff. By the way, I want to do a little shout out. Tracy Miller. Last night was the Miller Construction 50th anniversary party. Uh, they did an amazing job. 
Uh, Tom and Harley Miller started the company 50 years ago. Uh, they've built lots of things in this town. Uh, great family, Jenny Miller, <clears throat> all of them. And Tracy has just taken on the reins with their new CEO, uh, Brian Sutton. So just want to wish them a congratulations. Yeah, awesome job. Actually, their tagline, which yeah. is relationships that build. Yeah. I will take a bow. Man. So <laughs> we got hired to do that work when they wanted to change the culture. You know, the younger generation of leaders was coming in and they said, we really want to polish it up. And everybody in that company talks about relationships all the way down the line. So it was fantastic. It was yeah. you know, great for them. Kudos. We saw her at the, uh, the luncheon the other day for crew and she's just, you know, really flourishing. Great to yeah. see that. So we have a cool show. Laurie's going to talk about firing. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't have well, enough names around me. You want to give me one more. <laughs> it's a necessary evil, yeah. you know, hiring and firing is a, is a part of the business. Um, you know, Jim Collins wrote, get the right people on the bus, get the wrong people off the bus. So, you know, for me, and I can tell you straight out, it was the worst, always the worst for me. I couldn't sleep the night before. I was always shaking. I was, you know, until I finally unpacked what that means to me, to the organization, and to the individual. So we'll dig into that as a conversation, but nothing happens. It wakes us up. So we got a we got a special friend joining us this morning. Hold on. <laughs> You're fired. 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 So um, obviously he made the the phrase uh, very You're famous. Fired. There's a lot of reasons why somebody gets fired. Um, for those who are um, involved in watching the show, the show Succession, I want you to see this scene because it just just happened. Um, it is a little bit of a spoiler, but this is how not to fire people. Drastically reduce costs and a very difficult decision to restructure the ATN operation internationally has been taken in order to protect the future of the business. This action was only taken after seriously considering all available options. But if you're on this call, this is confirmation that you are part of the unlucky group who are having their contract terminated with immediate effect on the grounds of staffing redundancy and today is your final day of employment. Uh, do 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 final day of employment. Um, going forward, we intend to operate Waystar Royco International News Gathering Operations utilizing third-party contract-based arrangements. Uh, I'm seeing some confusion in the chat. Um, 
but yes, uh, if I have been too wordy, yes, we are letting all of you go. Obviously, I can't take questions on this call, but this is a very sad day. And I thank you for your time today and your service to Waystar Royco. Goodbye. Woo! <laughs> so um, there are ways to fire people. There's ways not to fire people. I want to start the dialogue um, with you, Lori, by asking you a question. Give me some reasons you think somebody should or could get fired. Because Romy um, Wallach, you know, said, why is it so hard to fire people who aren't doing their job? Certainly that's one of the reasons, but in your head, frame this up. Like, why would we even have a conversation about somebody getting fired? So I think Romy, you know, right, that's one of the things is they don't have the skill set, right, to, to complete the job and deliver the results. Um, but I think more often than not, that's typically, for me, that has not typically been the reason. What I've seen is typically because of a really shitty attitude, or yeah. they don't align with the values of the company. Um, so I, those are the three main reasons I would say. Uh, or, or they, you know, and and when I say don't align with that, you've caught them in lies, right? There's there's just not that integrity. Whatever your values are, that's probably one of them, right? So, yeah. So you know, so it's interesting because in all of the years um, that I have owned businesses, and and I coach people on this all the time. The minute you get a feeling that somebody's wrong, it never gets better, ever. It's like I would wake up in the middle of the night, look at the ceiling and go, I, I, not a fit. Something's going on, causing drama, not getting it done. Um, and, and it's not necessarily, you know, like a, a reaction. It's more of a culmination of how somebody behaves. And firing can be very cathartic um, for the organization, it can be very cathartic to the um, individual themselves, which is really interesting because I think you set people on a new path. Maybe it's just not right for them. So I want your, you know, unpack for me, like how you fire somebody. So, you know. Well, I will tell you, I mean, I've been in leadership positions since I'm in my mid twenties, right? With teams of people ranging from five to 200. Um, and I can tell you, it never gets easier. That's for sure. Right, Patrick? Yeah. I can't fire him. Patrick, you fired. You fired. <laughs> um, it never, ever gets easier because I think you're just human, right? You have compassion. But unless somebody's really just a great, a really horrible attitude, then then you're kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't feel bad about this so much. But you do worry about their families. But I think I'm, I think here's what my caution and... And uh, what I would caution everybody else, and I work on this, right. I tend to want to give you a lot of chances to fix the problem, right? Because you don't want to, you don't want to fire someone. You don't want their families to struggle. You don't want them to struggle. So I think I tend to go a little bit farther in how do I get us aligned, right? How do I support you to help you with the skills that you need? How do I change your attitude, right? Because I'm the fixer. I think I can fix everything. So I think we have to be really careful and really self-aware of who we are because we could end up hurting the organization. But in the end, the organization is what really matters most and the people. 
So Jason hits it on the head and I had my legal uh, conversation with Jason yesterday. For those who don't know, he is our corporate attorney. He has a, you know, a thing he calls ask Jason, you got to ask. Um, we, Jerry Cedar, you know, points out it is a litigious event. I mean, it can be, it can be. It has become a, a, a minefield of, he said, she said, they did, I didn't, I was harassed, like, you know, hostile work environment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the zone um, that people, you know, tend to get in, for me, I, and I identified a couple of reasons that were guidelines of why somebody should even be considered to, to be let go. One of them is their productivity is down, right. you know, so if you... If there's no excuse, you know, or no reason you can unpack it and someone says, hey, I'm off because my family member was sick or I have this going on outside, you can make, um, you, you can be okay with some distraction and say, okay, you're off your game because, but if it's just a normal kind of thing that's going on. So productivity is down. Number two, I think is, drama in the office there are just people who live off drama they are um absolutely absolutely full of everything's a problem and they're looking they're instigators and so that's an issue um listening to other employees and customers and vendors you know when i would start getting complaints those complaints don't come from nowhere you know right. <laughs> They, they didn't, they, you know, they just didn't start. Um, but I think the most important thing, and this is what I want you to talk about, is having very clear company policy that okay. if you violate that, what do you want me to do? You Here's the book. Here's the thing. I did not at one point in my, in our business, um, have a, an employee manual or a, you know, a, a playbook as, you know, people are calling it. And somebody accused our, our managing director of, of sexual harassment when I called my then attorney, it's, you know, I've started using Jason afterwards. He said, just send me your, your, you know, handbook. And I go, what handbook? And he goes, going to be expensive, you know? So, you know, the, the idea here is that while firing is a necessary, yeah, it's a necessary evil um, thoughts, comments. Yeah. So I think, you know, we do have an employee manual, we have policies, uh, and we've had HR consultants, right, who have walked us through the whole process and attorneys. There's two things. One, yes, you need to have policies because they protect you, but you also need to be careful about how specific sometimes your policies are, right? Because they can kind of get, that can get you in trouble if you don't follow it to the, to the letter, right? So sometimes you want something to be a little more vague so that if there is a legal problem, you have that ambiguity, you have that little bit of ambiguity. I guess that's probably not the most legal way to, to explain it, but, um, but so, so it depends on the policy. But I think per policy, I wasn't gonna talk so much about policy, but just what is the procedure, right? If someone's not performing, what's, what's the process you're gonna follow, right? Well, Michelle asked, a, like, how long do you give somebody? Right. 
Right. Well, you know, that's a really good question because it's arbitrary. I mean, you, right. you can say a day, a week, a month, a year. You, that's up to you. For companies that and leaders who feel like they're loyal, they're challenged with, did I give them up enough time? Do I give them enough resources? You're always kind of. It's like you know, any relationship. You know, I, she said something about a year in there. Okay, buddy. Have an amazing day. Oh, got to say goodbye. Hold on. Love you. Ah, Love sorry. it. Um, so I think you, you know, look, it's like any other relationship, you know, if it's going to work by your six months in, right. Are I you think, the right person for me? Like, I kind of know that by six months, cause that's when the real person starts to show up. So I think probably it's a good solid six months. Sometimes you start to see things bet between three to six months, but by six months, you really start to see if that person has got what you need them to have and has a good attitude and all that stuff. Um, but I think, you know, look, I, and that's why I think we don't say a certain number of days in our policy. We just outline the process, right? So you go on to a corrective action plan, right? What are the steps we're going to take to improve your performance? Um, we do six month evaluations on for new employees, sometimes 90 days, depending on the position. So there are things you can put in place, but I, I'm going to say, I think for the most part, even with those policies, we tend, right, you know, hire slow, fire fast. I'm not sure we all fire fast enough. I would say we all don't. I mean, right. that is, uh, the, you know, the reason why we wanted to have this conversation is, listen, sometimes you make a mistake and you hire the wrong person. Right. It happens. It's listen, not people a, can fool you, right? Oh, I mean, we, we can tell you stories, especially, and this is Shay is at his best, when we were trying to add digital talent, people who understood digital, not social, digital, early on, we did interviews. I didn't know digital, so I had a hard time really qualifying who really knew what they did. And this is a God's honest story. We hired somebody. She had a great background. I did not check references, which was my fault. I look back. But she's in the office for about two weeks. And I walked by her desk one time, and I looked at her, and, and I said, you have no idea what you're doing, do you? She, both of us just cracked up. She was like, damn, boss, you know, way to go. And she didn't. She had no idea. It was total bullshit. Like, like I said to her, how long do you think you could fake that? But people do that. And that was clearly on me. Understanding who you're hiring, hiring practices, you know, which is the positive side of this. You know, it can't. I think somebody here, Jason might have said it's personal. That's what that's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Firing and hiring being personal. Listen, if I don't like you, but you're not going to cover off the ball, that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. You know, I, I also think that sometimes we don't listen to the hairs on the back of our neck or our gut. When we're hiring, I'm the team is looking at skills and technical stuff. I'm looking at values. I can tell you when I say to my team. I'm not 100% right, positive that this person is the right person from a values, culture fit perspective, but we do it anyway because it's not totally off, but they have the skills. I, it's never wrong. My gut is never wrong when it comes to values and attitude. And I end up right at the end of the day, then it becomes harder to, to and it's harder to fire 
I don't know. It's it's like, I think it's easier to fire and let somebody go because they don't have the skills. You try to find somewhere else, maybe they fit, right? When it's attitude or they don't match with the culture, it's even harder because that's when it becomes litigious, right? Yeah. Everybody's in a protected class today. Everybody is, it's a hostile workplace. I mean, people are throwing around these words and they, and, and they're BS, sorry, most of the time. And they're just looking for a way to, to compensate, but it, it's usually attitude and values that are the biggest problem. I love that. Hayden said, in his opinion, it's 30, 60, 90 day plan. Yep. Absolutely agree. Lori, the chapter in your book about clarity, mm -hmm. you know, like, I define with the person up front, and this has been true of every single employee, employee I've ever hired. I hire them for 90 days. And some say, I'm not willing to take a risk. Don't. Okay, fine. I'll tell you in 90 days whether you're the right person and you can tell me if I'm the right person. That's fine. Right. And we define what success looks like. So even in our coaching practice, when we start with somebody, we only start for 90 days. A lot of my peers say, well, what are you doing? You can sign them for six months or a year. I don't want to do that because here's the thing. If someone can't be successful in the first 90 days, they're generally never going to be successful. Right. You just get lost in the system and they hide. Other people cover for them. And that's really what you unpack in organizations. I mean, look, and at the end of the day, when you don't get rid of someone, it affects the whole culture. The whole morale, right? It just takes one bad apple, right? One little cancer cell and it spreads like crazy and the rumors start. I, I think, you know, it also affects your, your donors, your customers, right? They start to see it. In our case, a board. I've had board members come to me and tell me, you know, I've noticed it's about this employee, right? This manager, senior manager, whatever that they're working with directly, Um so it, it diminishes confidence, right, in your board, in your customers, in your and your other employees. And by the way, at the end of the day, it can affect your bottom line. Yes, I, I totally agree. Here's a here's a wild one related to sales. A lot of the organizations I go into and do an audit, and I give them my you know expertise in evaluating where they are, and I'll make a recommendation that they should remove the top performer. And they're like, what are you, out of your mind? That's the rock of our business. That was I go, no, what that person is doing is thwarting everybody else in the organization from growing. Do you want one rock star or do you want a flowing team? It happens so often, Lori. It's scary because, know. you know, people tend to look at the revenue rainmaker as the, you know, the god or goddess. Oh, we can't touch them. But, you know, you got to you know, evaluate listen. people on you know, Often. The, the right metrics and the metrics have changed. You've done an amazing job of changing the culture and expectation and everything at JA. It's been amazing to watch as a friend and as a board member, um, because ultimately this whole conversation is about getting the right people on the bus. It's the you, you one, know, and here's the other talent. You know, sometimes when when something happens and you right, you have to let somebody go for whatever reason. Um, whether it's their attitude, their, their misalignment with values or, or lack of skills, right? The people around them may like them, right? We just had a situation where someone was very well liked, mm -hmm. right? Um, because they were a great team player and, and that sort of thing. 
But there were other issues that, that other people, the employees didn't know about, right? Because we kept it, you keep it private. You don't tell everybody somebody's not performing. When, when either you have to let that person, when you have to let that person go, then the employees start to get nervous. Well, wait a minute. This was a great team member. I thought she was great or he was great. And now they just let her go or him go. And people start to get nervous about, oh my gosh, well, if she was so good, but they don't know behind the scenes that that person wasn't meeting their goals, right? Or doing the deliverables or, or their job. So it's not only managing the firing of the person, but then the repercussions, right? Of the fear that that puts in people, right? And, and the apprehension, and then they start to get nervous. So I'm a communicator. I sit down, if there's a couple of firings or let go or people left for whatever reason, I usually will sit down with that immediate team and say, let's talk about this, right? Because I don't want you all to be worried. There are particular reasons why. Now, I'm not going to go into details because it's private, but there are reasons, right? And so I think when you communicate with your team that, yes, this person may have appeared to be right? A good team member. There were other issues that we were having as an organization. And that's an awesome way to close it because it is all about genuine, authentic communication where people feel part of something and firing or someone leaving is a loss, Mm -hmm. you know, so people need to understand and controlling the narrative, good or bad, is what we now have the right to do. Nobody thinks of that, but I just worked with an organization that brought on a bunch of new people and the way that that narrative was put out there didn't serve the existing people there. And I said to them, this is the stuff you got to get out in front of. So good or bad. uh, What a great conversation. I could talk to you all day. Um, You've been awesome this week. Thank you for all of your time, all of your energy. I get to have lunch. I know. Well, thank you everybody for having me. I appreciate it. I love, I love the conversations we're having because they're real and they're real issues. And sometimes we may not have a coach to talk them through with, right? Like you and I have that relationship, but, and if you don't have a coach, but the huddle here, right? You and I are always available, right? So I love when people, I've had somebody reach out to me on LinkedIn with a question about what we were talking about the other day about boards, happy to help, happy to talk through with somebody. So That's why we're here. We went overtime. We didn't do music. It was just a great conversation. Uh, The boys will be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the movie Air, which I cannot wait. That should be a great conversation. And then, Lori, we see you again on Monday. I'll be back. See ya. (laughs) Bye, guys. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. Let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down